tis the season to be jolly for for who exactly (laughs) it's the most wonderful time of the year actually feels like the most stressful and Sanvelo can help Sanvelo has everything you need to manage stress and feel better all in one app including teletherapy coaching self-care tools and a community that gets it get a free premium and coaching for two weeks by visiting sanvelo.com slash grown Sanvelo a place to feel better called you while you were working just to say left messages on your answering machine about three or four times a day Mm -hmm. yeah you better do your own background there aren't many more ways in words that i can say so I'll just say it numerically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from my heart to you. One, four, three. I want to commend you because I believe I could be mistaken. I want to commend you because I believe that not only did you stay in one key, but I believe you started in the right key. I want to commend <laughs> That's you. That's because music, music is not a high aspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to commend you. I want to acknowledge you. I want to give honor where it's due. This does not I happen that. often, but I, 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 I do. That. I do believe I could be wrong, but uh, you stayed but in the you stayed in one key, and I do believe it was the right one. I have to. I have to say that I do. Thank you. You are welcome. You know what? I would just like to give. Uh, I would just like to give honor to my allergies. Oh, yeah. You know, for giving me this good old smelly cat rasp this week. Uh-huh. I'd like to thank the niggas outside for the background effects. I hit the trap. Um, I hit the trap CBS today to get myself some Claritin D. Mm, um, you know what I'm saying? Because my sinuses are waging war on me yet again. <laughs> okay. And uh, I'm just. Versus the weed. <laughs> I'm just grateful to be here. So. That's what we're doing. Ooh, Praise same, the Lord, same. niggas. Praise the Lord, niggas. We are grateful to be back and black in America. Oh. Mm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about adulting today because that's what we always talk about every week. It is the ghettos yes, of adulting. Do. Zero stars. I do not recommend it. But we're going to talk about the tested trials, the twisted turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real live adult in the year of our Lord, twenty. 20 Oof. the year's almost over which is a little bit it's a little mind-blowing but you know hey 12 years of slave 12 that's what this was months <laughs> this was 12 the years. 12 years of 2020 <laughs> <laughs> Woo. heavenly father we led God. revolutions it we've, was a little we've gone turning so going much on. we've you gone know through so much as a people and i am I exhausted mean, i can only speak for myself Really, really tired, uh, but I am grateful to be here um, in more ways than one. How are you doing? You know, I, too, am filled with gratitude. Um, I am just in a a very contemplative and reflective place, uh, Mm -hmm. and I have been for the last few days. Um, You know, as the world, it seems like every day, I'm just, I'm just. Turns. Yes, as the (laughs) world turns. That was my grandma's story. 
rewatch that. Resist. Um, yeah, as as the world just continues to I mean, every day we are confronted with thousands of news headlines and stories mm. that just mm. indicate so much trouble. Um, I am I'm learning to you know, erect boundaries around my mind and my consciousness uh, so that I'm not inundated and overwhelmed by all the things that are going on around me. And I'm trying to focus on staying right here within this, the four walls of the house. That's it. Doing what it is that I'm responsible to do every day and just trusting God for the rest. That's really all I got, really and truly. What's going on with you? You know, about the same. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, just just uh, just over here being black and and breathing, <laughs> and um, you know, we'll talk a little bit more in the trash. But I'm tired too. I think we all are. Think that uh, you know we there there's a b- bit of relief, but we know that there is also a long, 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 long road ahead. We've got work to do. Um, that's for sure. Tons. And yeah, and still, like, I don't know why we're doing it because we're tired and shouldn't have to. But that's another conversation. But me personally, I'm good. Um, L.A. this week. So I'm excited to feed the people out in L.A., give them a little redo from what we were supposed to do in May. Mm -hmm. Um, This one will be a pickup, but we tried to make it special. So I'm excited for that. Um, And, you know, just constantly working. It's been nonstop work. You saw ASAP Noah. Uh, I did. You know, modeling for the, some of the minis. Being the a green young littles. model. Okay. Okay. Being a young TikTok thing. <laughs> her and all, all the homies. Shout out to Tatum and all the babies there. Shout out to Alex Rago for setting everything up. Make sure if you have any itty bitties that you get them some read merch. For sure. Some little masks and t-shirts and stuff. It was too cute. But yeah, we just been, we just been moving and grooving and working, sis. Like... I'm not going to complain because we're here. So that's right. That's that. Fosha. But we do have a hefty, hefty bag of trash to take out, especially since we didn't do any last week. And because this was a, a pretty, you know, Historic monumental week. week yes, so we've done many I things. think we shall get over there. What do you say? I'm down. A clean up woman is a woman who. I don't know if I want to like address the elephant in the room just yet or save it for the last story. <laughs> but so we'll get just there wait. Regardless. Yeah, we're gonna get there regardless. So we're just gonna we're just start off with some other things. In exciting news mm-hmm. well, for me, I don't know, maybe not for some. Um Outcast and a tribe called Quest are coming together to to perform on the Versus. Really? Yes, ma'am. I'm quite excited about it. I had no. I'm, this is news to me. I did not know this. Oh yes. Oh yes. Wow. I believe a outcast. Both of them. Both class, Andre both and Big them. Boy will be joining us. Well, when they say outcast, y'all better not be talking about one of them. Mmm. So I am. I was excited to hear it. I was like, okay, give it to me. We all know we're not getting that last album. So <laughs> we got to take it where we can. My word. And I'm quite ex- I'm quite excited. I mean, it's going to be sad that Fife is not there. Absolutely. Um, as he was also, you know, one of the lead vocalists, Vokes lead vocalists, um, lead vocal in, in, in Tribe, you know what I'm saying? Fife Dog. But 
we're still very excited to see it. Very we're very excited. excited to see it. Especially those, you know, in the age range of, of Kia and I and, you know, a couple years down, a couple years up. Like, I think this is an exciting, like, little monumental versus for us. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to say, uh, what's his name? Master Splinter and Timbaland have really been giving us, like, <laughs> they've been giving us the gold throughout this, Not Master this whole situation. Master Splinter. So, let's stay tuned for that. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. I'll be on time for that. What day is it? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know if actually a date has been announced or if I'm just being myself. Um, no, I don't think a date has been announced okay. yet. They just said that it's com- coming up and it's in the works. Nice. And you know what? That's good enough for your girl. I want them to can't see it. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to see him. So... I didn't internet a lot today. I've been interneting more than I usually do as of late. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do much today. And when I went to go look for trash, you know, I was looking at articles and then I like to cross reference on the black Twitter because, mm-hmm. duh. And I see Kiki Palmer has upset. <sighs> Akila. <laughs> Akila the Bean is <laughs> out here talking to much okay i say I, she says something about people with with ebt cards Listen, and like I, what's going on i have to take it you know our fr- friends of the show friends of the both of us alex english oh, tweeted he said you know akila your next word to spell is shh mm. and i just I felt like it. that was so fitting and appropriate <laughs> because somebody needs to tell her to be quiet so from what I what I have observed, her tweet was something around like, "What if EBT? What if folks were not allowed to purchase unhealthy foods with their EBT card? Like, wouldn't that be something?" And then, from what I from what I understand, she even tweeted Kamala Harris and was like, "Me and my friends were talking about this. What do you think?" And well, uh, since that well, time, <laughs> okay. Kiki has been um, collectively Damn. gathered by. Uh, I've seen the black populace. (laughs) I mean, I too, I too, uh, entered the chat for just a moment because I feel like there is, this is a lesson. There's a lesson here. Um, because someone who like Kiki, um, you know, child star, right. Kiki has, has probably been wealthy for 10 years minimum. She's only like 25 years old, but most of her life, she has been a working, um, person and has been making money for herself. So, Mm-hmm. I don't know her her beginnings beginnings, but you know we know we she was a child star, so right. you don't get the impression that she has ever faced any extensive period of hardship, right? She still had them funny looking kid teeth when she did Aquila and the Beast. I so. mean, she's been we've uh, you know even at her age, like she's had a substantive career um, and right. has been making money for a long time. And I would gather, based on that alone, that she's not had a lot of experience you know, taking care of herself without the financial means to do so. She doesn't know anything about EBT. She's never been on it. (laughs) Um, And I mean, I can't imagine that she even has any experience caring for anyone other than herself. Um, I would also just like to note that aside from not even probably owning an EBT card, She's not lived in low-income areas this is what enough I'm saying. even as an adult to understand that aside from from um, financial aid, 
you from the government when people need that when you go into neighborhoods where you find uh more ebt cars than not right uh, more often than not there are no proper food options for people for for people in that in 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 that in that uh financial bracket right like there aren't like i remember i was on food stamps when i was pregnant and I have the luxury of being able to get on the train. I had the privilege of being able to get on the train and go down to Trader Joe's or go down to Whole Foods, but those weren't in my area. And when I got good and pregnant and Tristan was at work and I needed to go and like pick up some groceries to try to make myself something to eat, I had to go locally. And do you know what the options looked like locally in the sty at the time? They were terrible. I remember when Santana and I were shopping for one of the dopest dinner parties and we went to a store that we did not know um, we didn't know was in a low income neighborhood. We didn't know because honestly, all supermarkets that serve the supermarkets that service a lot of black areas serve subpar meat, subpar produce, which is why people who are on uh, government assistance generally have to purchase things that are non-perishable or frozen or not the healthiest options because that's what's available to them. Mm. And so for you to speak out of turn, I just, as if people just are, have a farmer's market or have a Whole Foods at their disposal when generally they don't is a, is a, is a gross, that's, that's it's gross. You, your privilege is like, is it's really showing it's peeking out it's like a, a tampon string. Like, like it's really, and, and I mean, I, th- I, I was saying like that, that there's a great danger in speaking about things that you have no knowledge or knowledge of or experience with. Like you get out here and you say dumb things and you know, I'm trying to give Kiki a little grace because I'm sure at 25 or when I was around her age, I was saying some egregiously foolish things as well. And I'm grateful that I probably wasn't doing so on the world wide web for people to critique me about. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. I do feel like there is a lesson to be learned here. So like, as you were saying, like, you know, um, Access to food is a public health concern. There are many people yep. who, you know, grew up and, and live in or are currently living in under-resourced areas that and, and don't have access to um, food. And that is that is a condition that black people in this country have faced for decades. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's interesting that when we get a little come up, you know, we all come up in our situations. Thank God. You know what I'm saying? We, mm, we work, come we, up and... we do better, but in that same come up and it's quickly, it's quick for us to, to be judgmental of things that mm. we don't really have experience with an understanding of. And so Keila spoke out of turn today and, and I, and I hope that she, you know, before she gets defensive about the people who, uh, you know, had comments about what she had to say, I hope she took a little, little scroll through and read and, and, you know, I hope that this pushes her to reconsider. Um, and I hope that if she's going to speak again about this, it would be from a place of, uh, humble, uh, <laughs> humility and, you know, just, you know, it's cool. We all have said stupid things. We all have said ignorant things. Yes. We don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I would just, I hope that this is an opportunity for Kiki to kind of take this one on the chin and come so. back and say, you know what, y'all? I was wrong. I should not have said these things. I'm sorry I, to the people who I've offended. And also, in turn, use her platform to kind of spread the word and, I mean, raise awareness about these food deserts and, you know, Thank you. the public health issue. Of, of lack of access to nutritious foods. Um, and I mean, to be fair, I mean, in this area, 
you know, you can go miles without a, a good grocery store. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm talking about people who's, who's closest, who, who have more access to like convenience stores like 7-Elevens and bodegas and such than they do to have like real grocery or stores. Or even you go into the, you go into the, to the food town or to the sea town and the shit smells like cats. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, there's just so much happening. So, um, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate that, uh, I, I agree with you. She is young and we've all said some dumb ass shit and we need to remember that too. Um, when, you know, when we, when we're coming down on people on the internet and I will come down on the nigga, but, she is young. She and I hope she she learns. I hope she doesn't double down. Like I hope she actually reads and learns because Same. she seems to be. You know, she's she's a black girl. She seems to be an advocate for the black community. So t- stop and take a second and look at some of the ignorant shit that you're saying and how you're contributing to a problem when you could be contributing to a solution. I wanted to do a documentary on food deserts years ago, off the strength of the fact that I had such a hard time accessing proper food when I was pregnant. So when you needed it the most, you know, huh? When I needed it the <laughs> most. So, you know, somebody like Kiki Palmer with the platform that she has, I hope that she's able to turn, you know, Georgia did go from red to blue, honey. So, you know, the impossible is not impossible. Correct. <laughs> um, oh, and very, very, very sad news to all of our households. Alex Trebek has passed away. I am grieving. <laughs> I can't Let me tell you something. I cannot speak for everyone, but Jeopardy was a Sad. mainstay in my house. It was. It was um, you know, I mean, just dinner table TV. We ate dinner at seven yeah. o'clock and we watched Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune just about mm-hmm. every day for all of my childhood. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Alex Trebek is like a cultural icon. Um and so we've known for a while that he has been fighting the fight of pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, listen, um, I understand that that I mean, and and for him to have have you know fought for fought as hard and as long as he did, right? You know, because people pancreatic cancer is one of those things that take the people right on out. But Alex, mm-hmm. Alex lived for at least a year after his diagnosis. He did because we I remember think. we reported on it a while ago, right. and um, and you know he I, I know his his battle was up and down. Mm-hmm. And when he had gotten a little better, he reported that, but he hadn't you know completely beat it. And so to to see that he's lost his battle, his battle to cancer is is such a is such a sad loss. Like you said, because so many of us in our households, that's what we did for sure. We watched Jeopardy three three game shows. We watched. Jeopardy, Will of Fortune, and Price is Right. Those were oh, the for three. Absolutely. Like what? Those were the, those were the staples. Staples. The staples. So, um, so all the condolences to Alex Trebek's family and loved ones, and you know, condolences to us too because we lost. <laughs> we are struggling. <laughs> we lost. We we lost a, a household name. We really did. Um, second to last. There will be an induction ceremony this weekend in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and it will include our good sis Nippy, oh, and and Christopher Wallace, are notorious oh, B.I.G. Uh, they are among um, among those who are going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, and they deserve it. 
I mean, I don't know why Whitney Houston, I don't know why this wasn't done moons ago. I mean, I'm actually shocked that this is taking so long. Long overdue, along with um, a couple of other names. Depeche Mode was one of them, which I personally got a little excited. Mm -hmm, You know what I'm saying? mm -hmm. My little combat boot side (laughs) was real Mm -hmm. hype. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, long overdue for Nippy, Christopher Wallace, Sir Notorious B.I.G., he Love deserves it. to also be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. So that will be happening this weekend. And lastly, <clears throat> we got that nigga out of here. He is gone. Oh, my God. I am so happy. Okay. I am so happy. I know. Yes. Yes, we, uh, we have a new uh, black woman vice president-elect, the first woman, the first black woman, um, the first uh, Asian woman. Mm-hmm. Um, just many things. Many first, things. aka, first all of that. Many first things. all of that. Many things. Which is great. I am celebrating personally the fact that that nigga is going to not only not be in charge of this country, but I am just the demise that is going to follow when I tell. Listen. When I tell you, it's going to be so delicious. Listen, <laughs> we have much to celebrate. Much. I, I drank, honey. I was drinking, honey. <laughs> My celebration it was in the fact that this nigga is going to be gone. And just, I, I, I just hope that he's not going to go to jail. Because he's not, he's not going to do that. He's a coward. And so he's going to take the cowardly route. That's what I said. Mm. But so he's not going to jail. They they may indict him. They may try to pull up charges and do all that because, you know, that nigga is a criminal. For sure. But he's not going to go to jail because he's not going to allow himself to go to jail. And you can pick up what I'm putting down. Um, yeah. But I so mean, many things came along with this. You go ahead, sis. I'm just saying like, you know, it, I guess was it Saturday, November 7th? Uh, the news outlet started to formally project uh, as as the votes are still being counted or still rolling in that, you know, Joe, Joe Biden actually did um, get enough electoral college votes to, to be elected the 46th president of our United States. And, um, you know, like Sis said, like, you know, Kamala um, busting all the glass ceilings. And we love, we love to see that. Um, and I think it, it's been... A relief, right? And I think, I think there, and this is not, this is not to suggest that, you know, our expectations of, of Joe Biden are incredibly high. Or Kamala. Correct. I, I'm I, like, I'm going to be real honest. I'm going to be real transparent with you all. I, they're not my first choices. And I understand that they're not a lot of people's first choices. Um, but in this particular case, they were the only choices for us in this in this particular moment. We didn't have another one. Like all you Bernie people out there, Bernie could have won. No, he couldn't have because he didn't. Can y'all just <laughs> shut the fuck up and focus on what we're doing right now? Listen, like I love the hope, but g- God damn it. If you don't get into some reality real quick. Bernie did not win, nigga. Let's focus on what we can do right now. I think it's a process, right? And I think that um, 
Because I think if this election has shown us nothing, it has shown us the degree to which our country is divided on many fundamental mm. things, like fundamental values and truths, right? So, so which we knew, which we knew, but, but I feel like this election uh, just demonstrated it and made it very, very clear. Made it bold. It was yeah. absolutely like you, it's undeniable at this point. Um, and before we can. Um, <clears throat> run quickly in the opposing direction we have to to first turn around right so i i and you know i i think we this is just an indicator that at some level you know the majority of us are ready for change and we still have a lot of work to do in terms of thinking about you know what that change really needs to be and how we can actually attain it um but before we get to all of that, I mean, and in full acknowledgement of the level of work that we have to do, I think it is completely fair and and um, okay. Like, I think it is okay. It is all right. It is, it is you know, do, it's just due for folks to just be relieved and celebrate yeah. this small, small step forward um, because we have been going backwards for so very, very long. Especially after this year, nigga. My like God. some of you all just really know how to just full blown piss in a bowl of Cheerios. <laughs> like you just know how to ruin a nigga's breakfast. Because I'm not the most political nigga out there. I'm gonna be. I'm. I, you. I'm sure you all figure that out. I'm not the most political person out there, but I. I know what needs to be done. I know what's happening to black people on a daily basis. I know what I see. I'm not blind. So I may not be the most political person, but that doesn't mean that I can't do my little small part to contribute to the necessary change that needs to happen. Especially when you got you got grown ass men out here with all this armor on and shit. And they were so sad about that nigga not being reelected. They were on they were face down on the concrete like toddlers. Mm. All for what? Why? You all are depressed because what's going to happen? You think the police are going to now all of a sudden start killing white people all over the place? You think they're going to start hunting? You think they're going to start coming after you? Do you think you're going to somehow like diminish in society? What do you think? Well, like, what's your cause? What do you think is going to happen to you if Trump was not elected? Now, what do you think was going to happen to black people if he was reelected? Because look what happened over the last four years. And look what happened to your poor ass, too. Mm. Y'all out here acting like you were benefit you you benefited none from this. Y'all got what twelve hundred dollars? You were excited about it. I whatever. You can be you can be relieved. Joe Biden does not have to be your first choice. Kamala doesn't have to be your first choice, and you, all of these things can exist at one time. We can do our part, and they don't have to be our first choice. And all these things can exist at one time. Hmm. They can all they can all be true. Sorry if I just blew your mind. Unfortunately. <laughs> it's okay for people to express just a sigh. I have a friend who has been tormented back and forth all year. He lost his grandmother to COVID. He he hates Trump with every all of us do, but he has a just like a special kind of seething hate for him. Because he lost one of the people that helped raise him this year. 
y'all got to shut the fuck up so Truly. many like so many of just you. so many people <laughs> so many of you've got to so many of you Tariq Nasheed your cooning ass got to shut the fuck up Candace Owens go do something with that head uh what's the white hoe's name who was praying Tom, and oh, I hope she's Paula White, <laughs> Paula White. <laughs> you summoned somebody's ancestors and I hope you woke up the next morning and looked like you had a cupping session. I hope you were bruised from here to there. <laughs> I, like, I hope you were. But we just wanted to, this is not going to be a political episode. The Kitchen Table Talk has nothing to do with the election. Um, Stacey Abrams, shout out to you. I mean, a champion. Doing a superhero. work. Give her her flowers. All of these things. It's just, it's so much to say and not enough. And, you know, everybody can go watch MSNBC. Um, you don't need it here. <laughs> so, but we are grateful. We are relieved. Um, and we still know that there's so much more work to be done. And I know we've been hearing that for, for, for years and years and years. And we're going to continue to hear it for years and years and years. But hopefully seeing uh, small, big changes like Georgia turning blue. Pennsylvania, all of the hopefully seeing these things in the flesh, being able to witness this, being able to witness a black president in this lifetime, being able to witness uh, a, a black woman vice president in this time. Hopefully that will start to lead us in, in some sort of direction. We shall see. I don't know. We shall see. I ain't got a lot of faith in this government, but um, that's the trash this week. And I think we have a beautiful little shout out to get to. So let's do that. Okay. My sister's popping right now. Like. I am so excited to, for this shout out this week. Right. It's like it's it's like she's 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 my own. Um, you know, we in all of this, this mess, this political mess and all of this, I have to say, and I'm sure Kia can agree that the children if nobody, the Joe Biden ain't got to give you no hope, Kamala ain't got to give you no hope. But if the babies don't give you hope, I don't know what to tell you. You're just miserable. But the babies of this generation are really, really, really doing it for us. Um, you know, I was listening to a conversation with Noah and her cousin while we were driving. Mm -hmm. And they were in the back seat. They're like seven and nine. And, I, and Noah goes, did you hear the news? And her cousin goes, Trump's not president. And Noah goes, yeah, I'm so happy. And her cousin goes, yeah, we have to say thank you to Pennsylvania. Oh. And I didn't, I just, I literally, I'm not involved or oh anything. I said, this is incredible. <laughs> this is an incredible conversation. So that is a very long introduction to our shout out because our shout out this week it's Miss Blue Ivy Carter. Of course it is. Because Miss Blue Ivy Carter, who has been keeping foot on necks since she arrived into this world, is now going to be narrating Hair Love. Um, oh, really? Everybody remembers. Yes. Hair blue. Love was a, 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 a little cartoon that came out with a daddy, a black daddy and his An daughter. Oscar award He's, winning Oscar award winning shout Animated out short shout film. out to Lewis York shout out to Claude Kelly and Chuck Harmony for also being executive producers on the project 
um, and believing in such a an amazing, amazing, amazing project. But Miss Blue Ivy Carter is blessing us with her vocals because she will be narrating Hair Love. And Matthew Cherry, um, who is the creator, I believe, of Hair Love, mm -hmm. dropped a 10-second clip for the audio book online I today. And it was it was her little voice letting us know Aye. that she's going to be narrating. So I'm super excited. That's our shout out this week. We love it. We love to see it. We had to give it to Nice. And that's it. We're going to be all right because these babies are something different. I tell you. We need this kind of news. It's so helpful. It really is. Let's get onto our kitchen table. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm I remember ready. getting rewarded for many, many things. Selling thousands of dollars of candy bars and all kinds of things for a pizza party. But I cannot remember the last time I was rewarded for brushing my teeth. Can you, sis? No, I can't. No, I didn't think so. I mean, outside but from like dental health, that's oh. the reward. But yes. Oh, right. Outside from like, you know, no cavities, root canals, things like that. But actual tangible rewards, I don't think we've ever. But with Quip's new smart electric toothbrush, good habits can earn you great perks like free products, gift cards, and more. So the Quip smart brush for adults and kids, hello, connects to the Quip app with Bluetooth. You can track when and how well you brush, get tips and coaching to improve your habits, Earn points for daily brushing and bonus points for completing challenges like streaks <laughs> and redeem for rewards like free products, gift cards, discounts from Quip and partners. Now, do you already have a Quip? Not a problem. You can upgrade it with a smart motor and keep the features you know and love. Sensitive sonic vibrations, two-minute timers with 30-second pulses for a guided clean brush, slim, lightweight, and sleek with no wires or a bulky charger to weigh you down, multi-use travel covers that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter, and beyond the brush, Quip has everything you need to build a complete routine. Floss that expands to clean and comes in a refillable dispenser to reduce waste, an eco-friendly solar battery charger to power your Quip with sunshine, Y'all know I love stuff like that. <laughs> and the refresh bag to bring your good oral care habits everywhere you go. Plus, you can get brush head, toothpaste, and floss refills delivered for $5 and shipping is free. So how smart is that? You don't even have to run down to the store or do any of that. Join over 5 million mouths who use Quip and save hundreds compared to other Bluetooth brushes when you get a Quip Start brush for just $45. Start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today and go to getquip.com slash grown right now to get your first free refill. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash grown spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash grown. Quip. Better oral health made simple and rewarding. Between constant news about the pandemic and politics, there's a lot to be anxious about. If you're feeling overwhelmed, I'm right there with you. And I think that most people are. Talkspace is on a mission to make therapy affordable and accessible for all because we all need extra support to feel our best. Talkspace has thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. No matter what, Talkspace will find you the perfect therapist for your goals. Plus, Talkspace is a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy, and you can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7, and they'll engage daily, five days a week. The bottom line is that we all need someone to talk to. Talkspace wants to give us the support we deserve at a price we can afford. As a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month on Talkspace. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. 
Make sure to use the code GROWN to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's GROWN and Talkspace.com. It is time for the Kitchen Table Talk. And in light of the week that we have had, in light of the many years that we have had this year, (laughs) I thought it would be beautiful for us to just get real dystopian and like create our favorite vacation just our ideal you don't even have to pick a real place you don't even have to say where it is Kia and I we just want to talk about what our favorite meal would be (laughs) what does it taste like what does it smell like what does your room look like what does that smell like tell us I want to know about your ideal getaway right now um hmm okay so I don't vacation um, often um, (laughs) at all, really. So um, I have to tell you that I'm going to really try to get into this imaginary space with you. Yeah, get into Um, it. But I don't know. I mean, I I feel like I think, you know, just releasing the boundaries of reality, right? (laughs) And whether or not... Completely. Whether or not this is actually feasible or possible at all. But I'm just going to go ahead and take the leap. Um, I think, I think, uh, I have come to really appreciate stillness and quietness and my Mm. favorite things, um, you know, my favorite people. So I'm imagining a very warm and tropical place, um, with blue skies and blue water and, and white sand, um, and, and, you know, that right temperature that's not like oppressively hot or mm. uncomfortably mm-hmm. cold or chilly, but just kind of like right in the sweet spot. Um, imagining lots of daylight because, you know, especially since I am slowly getting adjusted to daylight savings time ending <laughs> and the days ending oh and getting God. dark at like three thirty, four o'clock. I'm really appreciating, exactly. you know, daylight. Um long hours of daylight so um and just kind of like peace um and access to my favorite thing so i'm imagining a big comfortable bed or a big comfortable Mm. couch with lots of pillows and and blankets and things and i'm also imagining like um you know my favorite people lots of laughs lots of um time to just like talk and chill and crack jokes and be um and then like my favorite foods and um you know so what are they so i don't know like you know there's got to be a wing there's got to be a chicken wing of some <laughs> sort because you know i just feel mm-hmm. like chicken starts the party uh for it me does. it's one of my love languages uh i can't imagine life without it so some wings yeah. also like a good um I love like, you know, I love like chips and dip, these kinds of, you know, mm. hood rat things, uh, like a like a good, a good creamy spinach dip or like a crab dip or something with like a crustini mm. or like some really nice tortilla chips. Um and, you know, some beautiful fruits, like something sweet. Um, 
And I mean, there are no calories on this trip, right? So we can have all the things that we no. that we want. So like, yeah, I'm thinking, whatever you want, you know, like beautiful cheese trays and mm. lots of delicious beverages. Um, Give me charcuterie, yes, yes, yes. Um, I mean, beautiful things like you know, very fancy, wealthy white women cutting boards and things of that nature. Um, yes. You know, um, I'm thinking about like, but that's kind of like you know, just having like those foods at our access whenever we want them, but like also like really luxurious big meals of like, you know, niggas love a ribeye <laughs> and- uh, oh, Hawaiian style. Niggas, <laughs> niggas love a ribeye. We just, you know, we sink our teeth into it, okay? Dude, um, but yeah, yummy. like just really flavorful, rich and seasoned foods and, um, you know, delicious desserts. And all, all that kind of, I'm not even much of a dessert girl, but I'm thinking when I say dessert, I mean like really creamy, luxurious ice creams and sorbets and stuff. Because um, I'm not really much into the cakes and pies. Um, I do love a good cookie, but I don't really go up for the desserts. Um, oh, I love a pie now. But yeah, I feel like I'm seeing, you know, I like to swim. So access to water. Um, and just kind of like a place where I can truly escape from all of the responsibilities and not have to worry about being somewhere or doing something, um, but really just some time to just really sit with myself and talk to God and and listen to music and read the word and read books and, and you know, just kind of like get back to, um, you know, just have the space and capacity to sit down and like dream again and think about like all the things that I want. Um, and just, you know, let, be inspired and let like my creative thinking just kind of roam free. Um, cause it's been a while since I've, I've really, uh, allowed myself to do that. But yeah, like a uh, lots of, lots of aimless nothingness. <laughs> um, um, I, I think I would love, what do you want to do in your spare time on this? I want, I, I would need lots of like, you know, pedicures and getting my nails done and those kinds of things are things that kind of bring me joy and peace. So I would feel like access to like a really luxurious spa would be nice and massages. Um, in my spare time, I would love to, you know, I, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm imagining like a big, it don't even have to be outdoor, but like even access to like a big like movie room where we can sit and watch tv and movies because i love television and i know that's childish but tv is really like it's been so my mom always teases me because she was like and she especially when i'm when i'm with her she sits and watches me and she was like you are the same that you were when you were six years old because i'm telling you i can sit in front of the tv and just be in it like all the things <laughs> are going on around me and i'm just like i don't know what y'all are doing but i'm watching the television um but yeah, these are the, these are the things that are coming to my mind um, when I think about escaping, and I think it would be amazing. But you know, space to write, space to um, you know do work, but do the work that I want to do, the work that I feel called to do, not the work that I feel obligated to do all the time. But the mm -hmm. like, you know, being able to to write and share and create and build um, and connect, and you know, all the all all of that. All of that stuff I think would be amazing because I'm learning that like rest and restoration and allowing yourself this space to really decompress um, really fuels and facilitates my productivity. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking all this time, like, you know, you work so that you can have a vacation. But I'm learning that like rest and vacationing and all of that stuff is a part of the process that kind of keeps you engaged in 
um, the cycles of creation. And if we don't make space to escape, then you know we are limiting our capacity to be to be productive. So I'm thinking about these things um, in terms of my perfect vacation. I don't even know if it's an actual place, but I'm just kind of imagining um, this place in my mind that has everything that I want, and that that's kind of what I'm sharing. But I want to hear what what's going on in your in your uh, your escape. Well, you know, and I know, and I and this is the thing. I don't want vacation to like be linear for anybody. If you live in a beautiful beachy or farm type of environment, I don't think there's anything wrong with you wanting your vacation to be in a city. With that being said, being in a city and coming from a city, I want to go somewhere very, very tropical and very opposite of everything that I deal with on a daily basis. I want to be surrounded by water. I want to be able to see my, I want the water to be so clear I can see my feet in it. Um, I want to wake up in a giant, uh, perfectly firm, perfectly soft bed with white linens because we don't trust anything that's not. (laughs) And I want my room to be able to have shades that I can operate electronically so I can just open them and see the sun and the mountains and the ocean (laughs) and all of those things at one time. I want to eat the most decadent, delicious, like seafood meals that come straight from the ocean. Like I want an escaviche fish, but like straight from the ocean, nigga with perfectly pickled vegetables. You know what I'm saying? Um, Lots of really fresh tropical avocado and rice and peas and sauces and pepper sauce. Just a spread of things. Mm. I, I want to fish every night with a delicious different sauce. Very fresh fish. And I also want to stay somewhere with a gorgeous kitchen so that when I'm ready to cook for myself, I can go and access some of these fresh things and then prepare myself a bomb ass meal as well um i would too would like to swim Mm -hmm. i'd like to do i like to do a little activity i would like to do a little hiking a little exploring i would love there to be some sort of jungle nature forest element uh to it you know i just i want to be able to nap when i want to nap um a weed farm of sorts would be great. Somewhere <laughs> where I could, in my ideal vacation, somewhere I can literally just go to the greenhouse and pick what I need for the day. You know what I'm saying? No limitations. Uh, a butler, but someone I would like to treat well and tip beautifully by the end of all of this. Right. <laughs> because slavery is over. It is. And for everybody. For everybody. Make sure you... Y'all, when you go on vacation, Ooh, sorry about that noise, can you, are you fine? What you doing? You shuffling cards? What you doing? Well, yeah, I just, I was reaching for my iPad, but I didn't realize that it was on top of something. And I was like, oh, can they hear that? They probably can. Sorry. I, when y'all go eat, when you go on vacation, when you go anywhere, can you make sure that the staff is taken care of? And if you can't afford to take care of the staff, then you cannot afford to go on the vacation. That's just a word for you. We thank you for that. That's no problem. It's very important. I I have a very, very soft spot in my heart for the staff. Um, But yeah, that's my ideal vacation. I just want to smell the sea. 
I just want to I just want to eat literally delicious meals all day. I would literally love whatever I want at my fingertips to eat at any given moment of the day. Even if I just want a couple bites of it, I want it. Mhm. You know, I want to go and swim in the ocean. I'd like to not be bothered by anybody locally. <laughs> I don't want nobody around me. I don't want to see no tourists. I don't want to be on no resort. Nigga, I want to be on a private villa, on a private yes, beach. Yes, that would be ideal for me as well. I do want to go kick it with the locals. I just don't want to see no other tourists. But I would like to go kick it with the locals. I love going. I love going, going and like exploring to see what the town got to offer, what the village got to offer. I'm gonna go see how y'all party, how y'all eat. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to live all decadent the whole time. I want to be a part. I want to be a part. I just want to be a part around my people. That's it. Um, oh, you say your people, like your friends, yes. Black people. Like I don't have to leave the premises. Mm, um. Mm, mm. And that's no shade to the premises, right? I mean, that's not a slight to anyone. Of course, I would want to learn and be culturally immersed, but um, you know, I don't. I mean, and I and I do agree that you know, when you go out of town, when you go to places, you should have a certain level of like exploration and and getting outside and learning about where you are, um, so that you can really understand. Because I think you want to. I think you want to experience things from the perspective of the people who live there all the time and really all that stuff kind of, to me, lends clarity to how you um, experience, right? To your experience. Um, And so I say that to say, I'm also not that person that had, like, I don't like vacations with lots of itineraries. Um, Oh, no, no, no. I don't like an itinerary now. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I want like to, to be like one of those people that is like, okay, everyone's we've got to be up at 8 a.m. to do blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. That's not, that's not me. That's not my. We're not that's not to how I vacation together. That's not how I praise the Lord. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I I mean, and I want to have time like having time. So I, like, I don't want to I want to have. Mm-hmm. A vacation where I don't feel like I only have a couple of days, right? But I want to feel mm-hmm. like I have time to really uh, experience a place. So, yeah, mm-hmm. this has been mm-hmm. this has been a good exercise, and I'm hope I'm hopeful, you know, as I've been working with my therapist and Toya and some other people, just thinking about things. I've been thinking about, um, you know, as we talk about before, like unlearning some of the patterns. I noticed that my pattern. It's to not really want things, but to rather uh, just kind of be ready for and accept what I get and be grateful for that. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize that I was living that way. But my therapist brought to my attention. It was just like, you don't you don't talk about what you want a lot. Um, and I'm like, well, you know, I understand that wanting things is all well and good. But I'm also a realist in that, you know, you don't always <laughs> mm-hmm. get what you want. And sometimes it's about being grateful for what you have and what you get. And she was like, oh, that can be true. But that should never preclude your capacity for desire. Um, And and, and you deserve to want things in your life, in your relationship. Like, it's okay for you to want what you want. Um, And I think a lot of us as Black women have been conditioned, or just as people, Black people, right? When we, people of color, people of any sort of marginalized identity, Anybody that's not of the privilege class, um, mm-hmm. you know, we've been conditioned, 
you know, that there's this hierarchy, that there's, there's this order. And some of us are only able to reach a certain level and get a certain thing. And we should be grateful for those things. And, and we should be grateful for those things. Um, but it's okay for you to desire things, especially if you're willing to work for them, especially if you're willing to put in what is required to have them. But it's not just okay to desire. Like you, it, you have to desire. You, you can't allow life and the circumstance of your life to rob you of your hope um, and rob you of of what it is knowing and fully living in what it is that you like and what you want. And so even outside of COVID, you know, we talked about this on the show all the time. Like I hadn't had planned vacation in months. <laughs> um, and I still haven't ever planned a vacation for myself. Like I'm going to do these things. And so I don't think about it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But this exercise and, and thinking about being more intentional about how we make space in our life and in our consciousness for peace and joy and rest. Uh, because you can have, you, you have, a right to desire those things, mm-hmm. no matter where you are in your life, no matter what it is that you're working on, no matter what it is. Cause I mean, I've been in graduate student mode, like literally all my life. <laughs> I've been in student mode all my life where I'm working to get to a place. And then I feel like when I get to that place, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, no, it's okay. You know, and just because I was a graduate student, that didn't mean that I didn't deserve a vacation just because I was in school and working and, you know, I wasn't at a place, I'm still not at a place where I'm just balling and can just do things because I want to. That doesn't mean that I don't have the right to desire that. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I don't have that right, then I can't even go to God and tell him what I want. I have to think about what I want. I have to know what I want so that I can then ask God for it. So this has been a good exercise Absolutely. for me. And I want to thank you. I, because I, I had a reading one time. It. Well, it's because it, a lot of us are not. And especially when we're living in the world that we live in, like, it's hard for us to to think about things that are not necessarily um, they're not like they're right there in front of us. Like ideally, we can't do them right then and there. And I had uh, I had someone ask me a question um, once in a session where she said, "Are you what is your bliss?" She's like, and people's bliss does not all have to look the same. It doesn't have to be sitting on the beach with a pina colada and a book looking at the ocean. She's like, "What is your bliss?" Like, what is your bliss? She's like, some people's bliss is being able to quit their job, make sure that their bills are taken care of, and all they want to do is sit and watch TV all day. And if that is your bliss, that is your bliss. But what is it? And so many, and it was, I had to stop and think about it. So many of us don't know what our bliss is. So I'm glad that, I'm glad that this, this resonated a bit with you. I just want everybody to just take a second, take yourself out of the reality that we're living in, and just stop and think about your idea, like what do you want in your ideal world? And it doesn't have to be something that you can go get right now or whatever, but just think about what you want. Even thinking that way can change things. Absolutely. Um, and if you don't know what you're blessed and what you want is, then what are you working for? Why are we all working so hard? And I mean, it could be closer than you think. It could be, it could be more mm-hmm. accessible then you think it could be possible and you're thinking about it as this, you know, abstraction that it may, you know, that that may or may not ever be, but it could be closer than you think. And if you don't Mm -hmm. have the audacity um, to hope for something and want something and believe that you can have it to dream about it, then Mm -hmm. you, you might be talking yourself out of it. And that's how it was framed to me. 
um, she was like, if you, my therapist was like, if you haven't thought intentionally about what it is that you want, and that's with respect to anything in a partner, in a job, in, um, you know, if you're thinking about moving in a place to stay, a place that you want to settle in, um, anything, a car, anything, a major investment. And it, if you don't think, take the time to think about what you want, then it could miss you. You could walk right past it and never know it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's important to kind of create these spaces in our lives where we, where we think um, and, and really curate um, and, and think about, get to know. This is all a part of getting to know yourself, who you are, what you want, um, and what you're willing to do to get it. And so I think this is a good exercise, um, like you said, in terms of like stepping away from all of the routines, all of the you know to-do lists, <laughs> all of the... Um, expectations and responsibilities and obligations of life and just sitting and thinking about what are the things that are going to bring me peace and joy and rejuvenation and rest and how then can I work some of those things into my life into my calm everyday existence Mm -hmm. and that gives you that gives you a reason to kind of keep going especially when the world is burning down around you fire nigga (laughs) (laughs) So think about that. And we want to hear what your bliss is if you want to share it. Um, gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Y'all know how to reach us. Absolutely. What's your bliss? Absolutely. We would love to hear so from you. So that was it. We just wanted to keep a little light kitchen table this week. You know what I'm saying? Nothing too, too uh, extensive because we have enough of that. We have enough of that. So just take yourself out of yourself for a second. And say, what is my bliss? What is my happiness? What is what like? What am I working for? What am I working towards? What are some of my goals that I want in the future? Maybe you can't go to Hawaii right now. Maybe you go to Oregon, <laughs> snort up a couple lines. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, think about it. Let's move on to our honesty box, though. Let's do it. Do it. Glossier believes in the power of self-expression and personal choice. So they're always in conversation with their community about the best ingredients, best techniques, and dream products. Glossier U is an award-winning addictive musk-based fragrance. It's made up of relatively few notes, mostly base notes, which last the longest and stay closest to your skin, letting you shine through. Because, you know... You know, that always smells different on every single person. Mm-hmm. So, plus a mix of top notes, iris root and pink pepper. You can add sparkle without overpowering the, with the base notes, resulting in a creamy, comforting, clean, and warm fragrance. Then, oh, child, this is my carrying on. That's Glossier's hand cream, a fast absorbing, nutrient rich moisturizer for hands that's not greasy. So, it features an antioxidant packed botanical extract blend with rice bran, rosemary leaf, and sunflower for happy, nourished skin. Plus, it comes in a sleek, squeezable palm sized pod that dispenses just the right amount of product. So, you all know with me cooking and doing cocktails all the time, I'm constantly washing my hands which means they're very, very dry. So being able to use the Glossier hand cream with it being fast absorbing and full of nutrients, it is perfect for my hands. They're already like dry naturally. And then you add the element of putting them underwater all the time. And child, that you just ask them for just cracked hands. But this Glossier hand cream does your girl right. It gives me just the right amount of product. And it's the perfect thing I need every time I'm in the kitchen. 
And I love the fact that it's cruelty free. It's dermatologist tested. I have eczema. So I have to be really careful about the products that I put on my body. I'm very, very, very sensitive skin. So Glossier does me right. Get Glossier U and hand cream by visiting Glossier.com slash podcast slash grown. For a limited time, new customers can get 10% off your first order. Certain exclusions apply. That's G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R dot com slash podcast slash grown. Are you suffering from maskne? Is it preventing your glow up? Urban Skin Rx is an unparalleled line of clinical skincare for diverse skin tones, offering affordable and effective products for blemishes and dark spots. If you're struggling with maskne and dark spots left behind by acne scars, Urban Skin Rx has the best products to help improve your skin. Their products cater to all skin types, include high levels of active ingredients, and are formulated specifically for melanin-rich skin. Cult followers rave about the Acne and Blemish Control Mask, a dual-action treatment mask that fights acne, prevents future breakouts, and improves the appearance of dark spots left behind by acne. Blue in color, this mask can be used as a potent spot treatment for isolated breakouts or used as an all-over face mask treatment. It will help clarify the complexion and minimize blackheads as well as deep clean pores and exfoliate away dead skin cells. Child, that acne and blemish control mask is the biz naive. Word, it's a little scrappy. Um, I don't really suffer from the maskne like that. I, I will have an occasional blemish around my cycle time, but I have, you know, um, and that is exacerbated by having to wear a mask, especially when I work out. I have used that as a spot treatment and it has addressed the issue right away. I'm also a big fan of the pumpkin pour detox mask and scrub, but my fave fave is the super C brightening serum because that is what keeps the girls glowing and looking useful. Even though I have this great big age. Okay. Uh, you can get 20% off today using the code grown 20. When you shop online at urbanskinrx.com. that's 20% off using the code grow 20 at urbanskinrx.com. Honestly, Truly. All right. We have our honesty box. We, it is time. Uh, sis, you want to give her a pseudonym? Sure. Let's call her uh, Summer. Summer. No Walker. She <laughs> says, hey, Jade and Kia, this is my first time ever emailing you all. Hey. Welcome, sis. Last week's episode about living single really resonated with me. I see it resonated with quite a few. Mm -hmm. I'm glad. Shout out to Didi. Thank you, Didi, for coming through. I've been in a relationship for two years and I'm engaged to my partner who's a woman. The thing I felt the thing is I felt that I needed to leave her ever since our first year together, but I saw potential in her and wanted to continue the relationship thinking things would change. I am the only person that has a car and their license, and I have to take her everywhere. I also take care of her when she's sick and has lost multiple jobs because of this. Mm. I know it's my fault for enabling her and being stupid for always dropping my shit to make sure she's okay. I'm only 26 and I've come to a realization that I need more sexual experiences. Oh. I haven't given myself time to be myself nor be able to love me for me. I keep giving my all and running for her and other people and I'm forgetting to take care of me. I recently told her I wanted to break things off and be single. She didn't take it very well, but her and my brother said the same thing and said, why did you say yes then? In my mind, an engagement is supposed to be the next step to marriage. However, we are still in a committed relationship. Therefore, I should be able to decide if I really want to be, if I really want to be with that person or not. Am I wrong for wanting to choose myself or should I suck it up and stay? 
Thank you for reading my email. Summer. Summer, girl. Okay, so... Quick answer. I don't think that you're wrong. Um, I think you have a right to change your mind. Um, you have a right to kind of reassess your situation and, and your decision making. And if you find that you have made a decision that is no longer serving you or is no longer the right thing for you at this time, it's OK for you to change your mind. I feel like that's a part of life. Um and, you know, to, in response to the question, why did you say yes? Why did I say yes at the time? Because at the time I wanted to say yes. Uh, at, the time, right. <laughs> at the time I wanted to say yes at the time, it felt like the right thing to do. But now that I have, you know, some more information or I have, you know, had some more time to think through the decision, I'm now, you know, reconsidering. And I think that that's a right that everybody has. I think that it's important. And I think that that is a sign that you are... Um, you know, thinking and being intentional about your life instead of just letting things happen as they happen. Um, because that's a, that's being proactive um, and, and not just and not just reactive. Um, so, no, I do think that your concerns about your relationship are valid. And I do feel like if it is if your partner cares about you and the things that are going to make you happy and you feel safe and you feel secure, then she should, to me, to me, she should be open to having a conversation about where the relationship is falling short for you and be, and, and, you know, you know, thinking about how you guys can come to a place where you uh, are, are mutually enjoying, um, you know, the relationship, um, and so, yeah, that's just for me. And I think an engagement, you do think naturally that, that the next step after engagement is marriage. But to me, I feel like engagement, you know, when you're dating someone, you're in a relationship with someone, you're getting to know them. You, you're learning about this person and you are um, learning about what your partnership with that person would be like. And I think engagement is the next level of commitment saying that you are you have reached a level of, of relationship where you feel like the possibility of having a lifelong partnership or covenant with this person is something that you are open to and you are are moving into that moving into that direction um and are willing to invest the time and energy and attention and work into um continuing to learn more and more about this person and thinking mm -hmm. about what a life together with that person would be. And if you get, it's about collecting information. That's how I think of engagement. It's about collecting information and learning about what a covenant partnership with this person for the rest of my life would look like. Is this something that I can do? Um, is this something, you know, and I don't know what, and I'm just speaking for me. So like, you know, with God's help, is this something that I can continue to do? Is this something that I feel like God has for me? Is this something, you know, it's about collecting information. And the thing about information, it's like, you know, it is what it is. And it's your, it's your job to decide, you know, when you know better, you do better. So like, if you learn, even through your engagement, that this is not where you want things to be in terms of lifelong commitment, mm -hmm. then it's only right for you to speak up about that. Um, hmm. At least as far as I know, and this is someone who has listened, single in perpetuity. So take this with a grain of salt. But um, 
maybe I shouldn't say single in perpetuity, but I have a lot of experience being single. <laughs> um, and, and so I'm learning, I'm learning relationship and partnership. This is a very new world for me, but I'm saying, um, you know, all, think about, re, I don't know. I, I feel like we, it's okay for us to kind of reframe and rethink about what engagement means. And to me, it sounds like you are invested in this. You continue to learn more about this person and what a partnership with this person um, would, would look like and you are seeing some things that are concerning to you and I think it's only fair and honest and right for you to say hey I don't know how I feel about this um, because you do yourself and your partner yeah. a disservice if you say nothing so I'm, I'm all for you saying hey guys let's let's pull this back and see what we can do to address these things and if we can address them then we can move forward but if we cannot address them maybe we need to move differently mm. That's what agreed. <laughs> I actually agree with everything Kia said. Long, a short answer: No, you're not wrong at all for wanting to choose yourself. Um, you don't need to be taking care of no. You don't need to be losing no jobs or nothing over no nobody's ailments or their inability to take care of themselves. That's not. You didn't birth her, so <laughs> make sure going forward, like. That's a nah. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, yeah, you're 26 years old. You're 26 years old. You should be focusing on yourself right now. For sure. That's the that's the number one person you need to be focusing on so that you can enter your next relationship. So you should choose to have one if you want to be in another relationship. You can enter it as a whole person and not as somebody who's a caretaker or somebody who is, you know, running behind somebody trying to help them fix their life, Ianla. So, Summer, I hope that's helpful. I agree with everything Kia said. Definitely take that to take that to heart. And let, keep us updated. Yes, yeah, Summer, let us let know, us know what how you everything do. goes. And tell your brother to mind his business. I mean, it's not his place. I mean, it's okay. Why did you right? say yes? Because I wanted to. And I and I don't, I don't want to be anymore. asking me no dumbass questions. I mean, what? Why are you here? What are you? <laughs> that's not a that's not a girl. No shade to your brother. That's what I'm like, saying. But it's like, okay for you it's to okay tell for him you. Like, what? Exactly. Like, I think. I, why did you say yes? Because at the time, I wanted to say yes. Period. Right. Yesterday, I want. Right now, I want to say, leave me alone. Exactly. <laughs> right. If if you asked me yesterday what I wanted for dinner, I would have said chicken. But when I got downstairs, I didn't want chicken no more. Period. That's all. Like that's that's, that's the end of the conversation. Like <laughs> I, I want something else now, and I'm grown. Period. Like that's it. And I have a right to change my mind. Absolutely, girl. So we hope that we hope that's helpful, <laughs> Summer. Please continue to send your honesty box questions to Getting Grown Podcast at gmail.com. and let us move along to this Black people self care. Right on. I deserve Okay, it's time for Black People Self-Care. My self-care is very simple this week, actually. Um, but it's very profound to me. I really needed these hooves done. Like, they just... <laughs> I was just really tired on, of doing toes. them myself. Yes. I have just been looking at them since the top of quarantine... And so I took myself to the nail shop for the very first time since the start of the pandemic um, to get a pedicure. Me and Noah, we went down to the nail shop. Very safe. 
you know what I'm saying? They make you take a log in case anything ever happens. They want to be able to notify everybody. Mm-hmm. They make you put your phone number. They got the little dividers. Yeah. And, and, you know, all of those things so that, you know, it's as little contact as possible. Mass required, all of that. Because I was very nervous about going. But Antoinette let me know that the spot that we go to, she was like, nah, girl, they're being safe. I said, okay. So we went down today and they were very safe. And I was very pleased to get my feet done. And Noah was very pleased to get hers done. She giggled the entire time. I love it. <laughs> oh, and then, she, then they pulled out the cuticle clipper and she was like, uh-uh. She said, no, thank you. I don't want that. <laughs> and the lady goes, well, let me just get this list. She was like, I don't like. She said, that thing is evil. <laughs> what <laughs> she hates the cuticle she <laughs> is hilarious the lady used a little bit and she was like oh it didn't even hurt i said i told you girl it's not supposed to and if it ever does that's when you know they're doing something wrong Hello? life lesson you're worried about the wrong so, thing but that's my self-care this week super simple but very profound to me i got my feet done and i didn't have to do them there's a little color on them and everything and i'm just i'm just quite pleased won't he do it what you got Okay, this is really like not, um, I mean, I feel like I've had this black women self-care before, but it's conference season. I am in the, like, you know, as if, if we were not in a pandemic, I would probably be flying all over the country around this time of year. Would be. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, since we are all working remotely, the conferences that I normally attend are all virtual. And my my organization hosted a conference last week. So I was literally on Zoom for hours um, from Monday to Saturday. Um, and on Saturday, at the when the conference concluded, I had the opportunity to moderate the closing session, which was a which was a really cool uh, opportunity. I had the opportunity to um and so um when I when I after I finished that, we signed off. It was about one o'clock and I closed my laptop and did not open it until Monday. Um, and I'm very proud of myself yes. for that um, because yes. I just needed to not look at the computer. And so I didn't look at it. So I, I completely, you know, I did other things that I wanted to do. I watched Iyanla. <laughs> I played my game on my iPad. I'm turning to my mama. And um, um, <laughs> I went, I too went and uh, got myself a pedicure. I went to the gym. I took a couple classes of Orange Theory. And I took naps and watched a little raggedy little Lifetime Christmas movie. And, and you know, I just kind of like enjoy, <laughs> enjoy my time. Um, you know, I enjoyed my weekend. I gave myself the rest of the weekend to just enjoy it. And As you should have. That was my black woman self-care, B. That's what it was. That's what we did. Listen, sometimes it's just that simple. It was. Sometimes it's just just that simple. Well, with that being said, let's get to these petty peeves, then wrap this thing on up. Okay. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. All right, y'all. My petty peeve is not so petty, okay? This is the actual peeve. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is something that is underneath my skin it is something that is bothering me bigly it is wearing me out um and so here we are all right um there have been a host of people who identify themselves as you know they're, they're white people but they identify themselves as leaders or members of the christian faith community 
and um, they have been reacting to the news of the election. And that's their right to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, be upset. That's your business. Um, but these people, what what is really annoying me is that, you know, I have been contacted or tagged. Um, people have commented on my stuff from this position of like, you know, if you say you are a Christian, why, like, you know, as, as a black Christian, like, why do you yeah, explain to me why it is that you feel like Joe Biden being elected is a good thing? I guess because he, mm-hmm. he represents things that are, and he represents pro-life and all of these things, right? You know, uh, same-sex marriage, all of these things, right? So I have been, uh, for the most part, you ignore these kinds of, of, of comments and questions. But one person um, commented on my Instagram over the weekend and I just felt compelled to respond <laughs> and i don't know why At joshua <laughs> dot son dot of dot n-u-n none I, I think that um that's actually like a biblical thing right so he's he's he is and i think he's like an army vet or whatever or he's in the army i don't know either way he he wanted to know and he was like, i didn't mean to offend you i'm not trying to offend you but you know i want to know as a christian you know blah 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 and what i I attempted to explain to Joshua was that white people, um, even in your ignorance and lack of understanding and, and lack of awareness, you don't get to question my joy about anything. If it don't make sense to you, it's not, it's not supposed to. And you, there, there are some things that you just have to accept that you don't get. We, as people of color, marginalized people in this country, there's so many things that we don't understand, but we've been forced to accept. But like privilege, your privilege has kept you from having to accept that some stuff is not about you. Some stuff is not for you to understand. And it is not my place nor my responsibility to make something clear to you. I'm a stranger. Mm. You don't know me. You don't get to know me. And just because you want to. So hard stop right there. But, but, you know, he and I went on to have this exchange around what it is, um, whew, around, around what it is, you know, h- how he felt like Trump represented the I- Christian ideals uh, and how Trump has done more for black people than Joe Biden. And I told him again, like, you don't get to, like, you having never been a black person, don't get to tell me that you know better about what anybody has done for black people okay hard stop like like that's it like period but mm. since you here mm. and you wrong i'm gonna help you get right so i went ahead and, and she got him <laughs> together and I, I went ahead and explained certain things to him you know he he made a point about um you know donald trump's done more for black people he's funded black education and i said okay if you suggesting trump's recent investment into hbcus what you need to understand is that HBCUs, there are currently 102 HBCUs in this country of the potential 4,000 colleges and universities that exist in, in the broader context of U.S. higher education. That means that HBCUs uh, rep- constitute less than 5% of all colleges and universities and the vast majority of black people attend predominantly white universities. Now, this is not to say that we should not invest in historically black colleges and universities, but what about the rest of black students across the country who don't benefit 
from, uh, you know, Trump's investment into black education. Okay, so before you get out here and talk about Trump has funded education for the blacks, you need to know that what he has done is a very nominal, uh, slight, uh, I don't want to say insignificant, but if you think about things in the broad context of things, like what he's done is literally a drop in the bucket. So you don't know, like, let me show you why, why you're wrong about that. And throwing money at HBCUs does, does nothing to dismantle the systems and structures of education that are the reason that the cause for the d disparities and underrepresentation and all of that stuff. So I had a little time to explain that to him. The period. Goal. But, but <laughs> I mean, I think my peeve is, you know, and even, even with this Paula white situation, there have been other, uh, white, uh, you know, church leaders who've come out and their videos of them praying and crying out to God to reverse the, the results of the election. Uh, so that, so that God's people and blah, blah, blah. I, I just want to challenge all of us. What does it say about your faith? and your faith leaders and your theology when somebody like Donald Trump is your advocate, someone whose character has never ever exhibited the qualities of Christendom, who's never ever, who could never ever be associated with or connected to Jesus Christ, who's proven time and time again that he doesn't even read the Bible to Corinthians. So um, what does it say about, about your faith when you are, when you are so scared that somebody um, like Donald Trump is not in power. To me, that suggests that you're like, you know, it, it, it just proves, it demonstrates how a lot of times our theology and our faith practices have been steeped in white supremacy. And if we're going to dismantle it, you know, across the board, then we also have to challenge the, way, the ways in which we have been taught to experience and think about um, our faith and our faith practices. And so I, I want to challenge us all to kind of, you know, you know, I mean, and, and it may challenge our, our religious practices and hold them up, up against the standard of, of Christianity as presented in the Bible, as, as represented in the character of Jesus Christ. I want to challenge us all to do that. And also to remember and never ever forget that Jesus Christ himself was a, was a, a black man who <laughs> was crucified by the government. Um, and y'all don't want to, he's not, he's not that white haired, white, blue eyed, blonde haired character, character that has been published, um, in pictures and was hanging over your grandma's fireplace. That's not him. Um, and so I think, you know, we all have to Dang. think about the ways that we have kind of been steeped in these messages of white supremacy and white oppression. And it's okay for you to challenge those things. It's okay for you to carry those things to God. God can handle your questions. And if you're open, he will, he will point you in the direction of the information and, and give you the wisdom and understanding to try the spirit by the spirit and see what is of God. So that's my petty peeve. Um, mm. Because the white evangelicals who worship whiteness more than they worship Christ um, decided to venture into my comments and mentions. And so um, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. I have restricted and blocked your boy. So I don't know what he's saying. He could still be talking. He could be sending his other friends. I don't know. That's not my business, but I will say, um, we have to be careful, right? We have to be careful. And, and it's okay for you to, to tell somebody that they don't get to ask you questions about who you are and what you believe. Um, you don't have to defend or justify who you are and what you believe to people who don't know and have never cared to know you before this time. And I think I'm done.
Well, I politely went on your page and told him where he can go. I think I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) I think I saw that. And I was like, that's why you got to have friends of all kinds. Somebody can just say some of the things that you want to say sometimes but can't say all the way. I always count on Jay like, to nigga, get somebody out of here. Fuck somewhere. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a cracker, nigga. Woo! What a mess. What a mess. What a mess. Oh, what gosh. A what a mess. Uh, my petty peeve is nowhere near as uh, profound this week. <laughs> um, it too is associated with my trip to the nail shop today. Oh. So I go to the nail shop. And the lady just had hella judgment for you, girl, okay? Mad judges. Like, I didn't shave my legs before I went or whatever, so I could see her, like, peeping. Oh, that's so rude and of then, her. Right? And then <laughs> I had a... I, I, I'm I, a nail biter. It's a really bad habit. I've been since I was a child. I fight really hard against it. There are periods where I will stop doing it, and then I will relapse. Right. It's literally, it is a problem. Um. I am a germaphobe though, oddly enough. So like, I'm very conscious about not doing it in public. It's a weird, it's a weird thing, but it's a, t- it's, a, it's a tick. So I said, well, I'm gonna put gel on these little nubs today, and um, that's gonna help me with trying to break this. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna bite my nails. I don't want nowhere to pick up the habit. Like, let me do better. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, girl, I want a gel manicure i was like i understand that i don't have any nails Mm -hmm. i like i just do what you can with what's here do my cuticles and whatnot and you know let's let's work Mm -hmm. this lady is just exasperated the whole time she's doing my oh she's looking at them all like like all microscopic like they're under a microscope and shit and i was like okay can you cut the dramatics and just clip the cuticles and don't even take all of that like please it really don't like, slide my fingers up under this dome, let the shit dry, and let me go on about my business. And then she going, of course, she going to put the cherry on top and ask me about my eyebrows. And I, I've had enough of you. <laughs> <laughs> like, please, ma'am. That's enough. <laughs> so, you know, when I go, I'm not going to go get services to be judged about other parts of what's happened. First of all, I'm going out of town in a couple of days. I wasn't shaving for you. I will shave later. When I get back home, and furthermore, there is a there is a method to why I am putting nail polish on my fingers (laughs) right now. (laughs) I am trying to break a habit that is really really bad, and I need help. So that is my petty peeve this week. Like, girl, save your. I come here, I pay you. I do not pay you for your opinions. Thank you so much. Period. Um, and that's it. That's my petty peeve, and that is another episode of Getting Grown. Thank you to uh, Summer Walker for writing in. Thank you to <laughs> Didi for coming up last week. Thank you to all of you who have been really filling the episodes as of late. Um, we're going to get back on track with some really good discussions next week. We will be a little late next week. We're going to tell you that right now because I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be a little late next week, but we will be here. And uh, sis... Take them out. Tell them what to do. Always, always, always remember to uh, drink your water. Hydration is essential. Um, also, re- remember Ish. to um, um, moisturize your skin and mind your business. Well, first, mind your business, right? Because that's that's your responsibility. The only thing that you can 
handle and be held responsible for the, the things that are yours, the business that pays you, your business. Okay. Mind yearn. that. Yearn. Only yearn. Um, and always moisturize your skin in between your fingers, in between your toes, hit your elbows and those things of that nature. Uh, because your black will crack if it's dry. tis the season to be jolly like for who exactly if the most wonderful time of year actually feels like the most stressful sanvelo can help sanvelo has everything you need to manage stress and feel better all in one app including teletherapy coaching self-care tools and a community that gets it Get free premium and coaching for two weeks by visiting sanvelo.com slash grown. Oi, Sanvelo, a place to feel better.